This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. session by the Kenyan Wall Street. Today we'll be talking to Dr. Lila Ferry, who is the CEO for the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. Uh, Dr. Lila has been at the helm of JSC for about one year, three months now, and we're very, very glad to have her on board. Just to introduce the Kenyan Wall Street, Dr. Lila. Kenyan Wall Street is a media company. We've been here. We work with financial markets within East Africa. We're always looking on engaging market participants within the African continent and JSC has been predominantly the largest exchange for securities in the African continent and we're glad to have you on board. Uh, Feel free and welcome. Thank you so much Felix. It's lovely to be here and very good to chat to everybody. Thank you for making time to talk to me. All right, just to start off Lila, just as we mentioned, You've been at the JSC for about one year, one year, three months now, from October 2019. Uh, how has it been? Because it came in at a very challenging moment, just when the coronavirus was starting to hit on most financial markets globally. How has it been? Well, Felix, the first six months, as you can imagine, was free sailing because that was prior to the actual lockdown period and the thick of the pandemic. And um, after March, I feel as if I've experienced my 30-year career in the last eight months. Um, It's uh, in many ways been a great privilege to lead an exchange through a crisis of this nature, but also very challenging and demanding. And uh, particularly my children and my family were in Australia and I was uh, on my own in lockdown. So that created an even you know, more unusual dynamic through which to manage. I think the positive side of my experience has been that uh, the JSC is resilient, it is counter-cyclical, and in many ways we have been able to withstand the dynamics of the crisis. And so in the crisis that we've endured has really brought to the fore and highlighted the importance of a stable tech infrastructure, the importance of technology investment and uh, the importance most importantly of people. And I think that my overriding experience has been that at the heart of everything, it's all about people. And the thing that I'm probably most proud about in leading through the exchange is the staff of the JSC and the enormous resilience and motivation and engagement that they've shown through the crisis. Interesting. Uh, thank you. I'm very honored that you're mentioning about people. You know, whenever we talk about people, most investors look at it from a retail perspective. I've seen out here, and it's not only in JSC, generally, we think most markets have an image that um, is nowadays being pushed on um, in the African continent from DNC yeah. in Nigeria, DNC in Kenya. We're seeing a lot of investors are always talking about a tainted image for their securities market. I know the JSC has had issues as well, that uh, guys generally talk about information that is being put out to certain players, reaching out, an example, just basic insider trading to put it on a plain paper. How do you talk about that? What do you think? Um, Is the JSC doing enough? 
I also watched in your interview uh, some time back with CNBC, and you mentioned that you really want to bring the image for investor confidence back. Do you think that has been achieved over the past one year? Um, what can you mention on that? Um, Felix, uh, maintaining and building trust is always an ongoing exercise. It's never something that you achieve and it's complete. And I think your levels of trust are only as good as your most recent engagements. The JSC did have a number of high profile corporate failures. And unfortunately, an exchange is often the lightning rod of what's going on in the market, rightly or wrongly. And I think it, maybe if I can just comment on what we've done about it. Over the past year, we introduced a new set of debt listings requirements. And we think that will go a long way to enhance investor confidence. In those debt listings requirements, um, we require, for example, the state-owned entities to disclose their politically connected persons, their procurement policy, their material loans or material agreements with material parties. And so this, together with um, a couple of changes that we introduced in our equities listings requirements, we think will go a long way to enhancing the investor protection and to enhancing the status of South Africa in the capital market. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Now, just speaking about listings, I know that another challenge has been within our continent, and I know we're facing that personally here in Nairobi about the, the corporate bonds. Um, I remember some time back when JSC was listing on the green bond. By the way, uh, congratulations a lot. I've seen there's been a lot of developments on the green bond program at the JSC. I think that's something that is commendable because everybody wants to go green. I believe we're all working on saving the planet. What is it that you can say? You had mentioned earlier on when taking over, you actually mentioned that you'll also look onto the bonds listing program so that we have a more robust uh, corporate bond market within the JSC. Um, we're still really covering the JSC. So I just also want to know your thoughts on that. If that's something you're willing to share. So, um, Felix, on the green bond side of things, sustainable development is a very important strategic priority for the JSC. It's our um, objective or our vision to lead on the sustainability agenda. And um, I think during the crisis, we've seen a massive inflow. In fact, according to uh, the Morningstar study, more than a 70% increase in investor flows into sustainable products. Our green bond segment is growing very well. We have 12 green bonds listed on the JSC, including self-labeled instruments. And these green bond issuances have been between three and four times oversubscribed since they were launched, um, which is a really strong signal. Insofar as the sustainable segment goes generally, we have just recently, during the COVID crisis, introduced a sustainability and social bond. And so we expect that the raising of debt capital will extend beyond just green initiatives, which are primarily environmentally or climate related. And this will probably, the social and the sustainable bonds will include the raising of funds for, for example, water projects, for um, literacy, education, and social-related products. 
All right, that's awesome. Uh, thanks a lot. And now, as we talk about bonds, definitely we have to talk about the derivatives market. We have to talk about the equities market. Um, the equities market, just to look onto it a bit, we've seen the JSC just as any other global market took a hit. The all share index for the JSC took a hit as well. What's your take now that we have a vaccine and we're seeing markets globally uh, shooting upwards? Do you think the JSC is going to follow up? take a follow-up on the global markets, the direction? Well, so Felix, we saw, as you say, we really did take a hit. In March, the All Share Index was down by more than 34% for the year, and that was recorded on the 19th of March. And that's now bounced back. We, we have seen some yo-yoing gyrations between positive and negative between that low period and now. But at this point, the All Share Index is now up just under 4%, and the top 40 is now up almost 7%. And that's as at the 10th of December. So I think the South African capital markets has recovered, but the recovery in globally in stock prices shouldn't be confused with economic recovery. Um, we, we see that in the US, for example, they've been largely driven by tech counters and those rising valuations have reflected the expectation of future profits. So, for example, Microsoft at the end of October was up 60% since the March crash and Amazon was up 90%. In South Africa, the gains in the South African equity market have similarly been led by our largest technology and media counter which is NAS Person Process, and then also in gains in the resources stocks, which who benefited from strength in gold and other precious metal prices. So the banking market, the banking industry has taken a, a massive knock and is now starting to recover. But certainly the equity market is back on track and we are very pleased that investors have been cushioned and protected from the real economy dislocation that we're seeing in other areas. All right, uh, awesome. I think that is well output. Because um, I'm just looking into it from a global investor's perspective. We're seeing global markets having a lot of recovery. We are really hoping that that spreads out across all other markets. And I'm glad that JSC has also had a little bit of some gain and it's now back to the positive um, segment and we're really hoping that it doesn't fall back to the negative. It's also good that you mentioned that the stock market recovery doesn't imply economic recovery. Uh, thanks a lot for mentioning that. Now that we're done with um, really now looking on to expanding more into a global perspective, um, you've always mentioned that one of your goals at the head of JSC is to bring more uh, opportunities to investors onto the market. I'm wondering if you probably have any idea or if you guys have in place technology, maybe you're planning to integrate to other financial markets within Africa. Um, I know that during the conference that was held about three weeks ago, you mentioned that you're looking on investors within the JSE accessing foreign markets, which is very good. And we know that there are also companies within JSE that have actually cross-listed in London and also other markets also within, because um, I know there are markets within Zimbabwe and Rwanda. Uh, what is your outlook on integrating with other market players within the continent, like Nairobi, for example? Felix, um, Africa is an important priority, and the JSC is very much supportive 
of initiatives in the capital markets region and on the continent. Um, we participate and contribute meaningfully to two particular areas. The first is the African Securities Exchanges Association or ASEA and the second is the Africa Exchanges Linkage Project. Insofar as ASEA goes, this is an association with 27 exchanges in Africa and those exchanges have come together with the aim of developing member exchanges and providing a kind of platform for networking. So the JC is an executive member of the ASEA and uh, we serve as the chair of the policy and regulatory working group and on the audit committee. Um, ASEA was established uh, many years ago in 1993 actually and we work very closely with member exchanges to try and unlock potential for African capital markets and the African economies. Insofar as the second project goes, which is the AELP, um, the JC is a founding member and it's a joint initiative by ASEA and the African Development Bank to try and unlock pan-African flows and promote innovations that support diversification, and address the depth and liquidity in markets. Um, there are quite a few other exchanges that are participating. Uh, BRBM is integrating the eight West African markets, the Casablanca Stock Exchange, Egyptian, Nairobi Securities Exchange, and Nigeria, as well as Mauritius. And the recent progress that we've made includes a launch at the end of April this year of a procurement for an order routing technology platform. So this will enable stockbrokers in one exchange to channel clients buy or sell orders to a stockbroker in a second exchange where a targeted uh, security is listed. Um, and then finally, we are also members of COSI, which is the committee of SADC stock exchanges. And this is a collective cooperative body of the 14 exchanges in the SADC region. And the JSC is a member of COSI, and we serve on the legal advocacy and regulatory subcommittee. And we are focused on the capacity building and really this committee, this group of exchanges focuses on improving the liquidity, trying to harmonize listings requirements and particularly also to foster a vibrant bond market in the SADC region. So these are some of the key initiatives that we are involved in. Thanks a lot. And um, do you think there's enough support from capital markets within Africa or let's say the governments within Africa to help link the capital markets, the stock markets. Are you guys receiving enough support from governments or what, what are the main challenges that probably your team could be facing to ensure that we have seamless trading on stocks within the continent? I think some of the challenges here is obviously a strong focus towards the bond market, which is where governments are raising debt. I think the complexity and the difficulty comes in in the equity market where across different countries you don't have depth of market and you don't have liquidity yet because there are not enough large listed entities on that exchange. And so this is the depth and liquidity of the listings on the exchange are also a function of 
the number of industries and the depth and development level of the broader economy. And so I do think what is important is when you have very successful companies, often they go off to list in London or on the NASDAQ or in New York. And I think it's important for each of those host countries to try to encourage those companies to dual list on the national stock exchange in order to try and bring liquidity um, to the local market because liquidity begets liquidity. And so many of the African countries are in a position of difficulty because there are just simply not enough large listed entities to create that pool of liquidity. And there's also um, a highly volatile investor base. Typically investors who are investing in emerging markets are often there for the good times and when markets turn south or become volatile, they often pull their money out and put it into gold or the Fed. And so work needs to be done to try and encourage more mature and longer term risk appetite in investors. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Dr. Leela. I think that's a lot of information you've shared out with us. Uh, maybe just to ask as we as we wind up, we probably if there's something you'd want to share with us, anything we should expect from the JSC, probably over the next one year as we get into 2021. I think the JSC, like any other exchange in the world and of course on the continent, is contemplating the recovery from the COVID crisis. I think that many of the developing world or emerging market countries are in a compromised position after the COVID crisis. And I think the debt overhang in each of those economies is going to be difficult to navigate. Equally so, I think access to the vaccine is crucial to unlocking both the health of those citizens, but also the economy. And unfortunately, it appears, if you look at the stats, as if many of the developed world countries will be prioritized over the emerging market economies. And I do think that it's important for emerging market economies to step up and to advocate for access to a vaccine much sooner than 2023, for example, because the most marginalized citizens and the most marginalized countries are going to be those countries that are worst affected and will struggle most to recover from the crisis. The JC is planning to introduce a private market in both the infrastructure space and the SME space. And we are looking to expand that potentially into Africa if there is an appetite. And I think that the SME space and the infrastructure space are both growth nodes for the future of the economy and for the growth of each of these countries. So those are important priorities for us. And there is much about our social license to operate as they are about our commercial license to operate. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, Dr. Lila. I hope that our listeners will have this information and I hope that everything that you've said today gets out there and enlightens a lot of market players within the African continent. We really hope that we see the market integration come into play. We're also really hoping that we're going to have a lot of access uh, 
to the South African market and also vice versa. We're hoping to have you on board generally as we engage on all other market participants. Thank you so much, Felix, and uh, thank you for the enlightening questions and the interesting conversation. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. Thanks a lot, Dr. Lila. We were glad to have you on board.